You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the war, 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 the Here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into yet another arousing rendition of the Views from Mint Street podcast. Your home for all the Carolina Panther football talk you could possibly stand. And then just a little bit more bittersweet, my friends, as this will be our last game preview pod. Why? Because Tom Brady. That's not even true because our defense screwed it up last week. We didn't beat Tampa Bay. We got knocked out of the playoffs, and that means that the Week 18 regular season finale is also the overall season finale for the Cats and for the Saints this weekend as we travel down to take on New Orleans in an NFC South rivalry game. Ain't nothing on the line but pride down in the bayou this weekend. My name is Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown Show here in beautiful Greenville, South Carolina, right in the heart of Panther country. And of course, joining me as always on the other side of the glass, metaphorically speaking, he is the one we call the great one, the co-host on that show. And this one, Lonzo Reitzel is here as well. Hey Rob, don't blame Tom Brady. Blame yourself. I have to loosely quote wrestling because uh, I'm contractually obligated to do it at least once per show, probably five to ten times. But how did you get a wrestling clause in your contract? Um, I, I want that. I, I roll like that, yo. That's 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 what I do. Is this a rivalry, though? No, what it, what it, what, what Lonzo's contract says is, I will be talking about wrestling or else my contract is no good. All right, yeah, that's from my end. Absolutely. Uh, I, I don't believe I can speak for more than five minutes without having some sort of wrestling thrown in there. Is it a rivalry between Carolina and New Orleans? Yes. Is it? Yes. This year? Yes. Rival- I-, I get I get very tired. And let's just go Rob Brown show and go off subject for a minute because I want to. I get very tired of people who go, oh, it's only a rivalry if blank, blank, and blank, and, and it's all on-field conditions. That's not what a rivalry is, man. Like, I, it's not a rivalry if a team wins six in a row. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. In fact, I would argue it becomes even more heated if you win that many in a row because the team that has won that many in a row is running the junk. The team that hasn't won that many in a row is absolutely heated, and when they do finally break over that hill, they're going to let the other team hear about it. We're right here next and between Clemson and South Carolina. Clemson, of course, was going for the fistful consecutive. Carolina got him this year, and the Gamecocks have been crowing. Just a little bit, pardon the pun. Uh, It is absolutely a rivalry, even if Carolina and New Orleans have nothing on the line. They have got some pride in this division. There's a lot of smack talk back and forth. I was actually on a couple of days ago with the guys from Inside Black and Gold Football uh, chipping in on their pod. 
And we kind of had this conversation. And I said, you know, I think the rivalry between Carolina and Atlanta is more vicious. I think the rivalry, but I know the rivalry between New Orleans and Atlanta is more vicious. But I absolutely think, and I, I'll, I'll go to every message board you want every time the Saints and Panthers get together, there are a lot of Panthers fans that cannot stand the New Orleans Saints. And so, if nothing else, the ability to end with a tied record with New Orleans, but also to point out that we got the season sweep against New Orleans is going to go down as one of the highlights of the season for us. If you say so, I just, I mean, are we going to get, are they going to get chippy out there? Are they both looking towards the horizon and where they're going on vacation? I don't know. How many, is this going to be a game where a lot of young guys get out there and play? I just, uh, who's the quarterback for New Orleans? I mean, there's just, there's so many questions out there that I don't know. I think rivalries are better, uh, especially in the NFL when both teams are good. I mean, there's there's some rivalries out there where both teams are good, and it and it helps. But this is not the case. This is uh you would say fighting for a the the better draft position, but in New Orleans' case, I guess it doesn't matter. So it's more of what's the incentive for Carolina to go out there and win this game? The honest answer is there's not one. There's really not. There's not an incentive to win this game unless you are Steve Wilkes. Unless you are Deontay Foreman looking for a new contract, unless you are one of the young cats that is trying to prove to whoever comes in as the new coach that you will be a part of their foundation, unless you are uh, Sam Darnold who is trying to prove that he can be, if not the franchise, he can be he can be the bridge quarterback to the quarterback of the franchise. There are individuals who have a reason to go win this football game. Honestly, it's better for the team to lose this game, right? I mean, as of right now, if I recall correctly, the lowest we can draft is ninth. The highest is fifth. Uh, For us to get that high, it would require an L this weekend. It actually makes sense that we would want to lose this game. But we can go back to week, what, five, six of this season And we have this conversation over and over and over about tanking versus going for it. I got to the point where I felt felt that I believed that going for it was the right decision because going for it to win a division as opposed to going for it just for the sake of going for it is the right way to handle it. But there's nothing on the line. For the franchise, the best thing to do is lose the game. But I think there are too many guys on the field that have something to play and or coach for because you got to think about the coaches too, right? Every coach out there is one of two spots. Either A, they are not going to have Steve Wilkes as the head coach next year. They will likely all or at least most of them be looking for a new gig. So this is their this is their sign-off effort. Or Steve Wilkes will be the next coach next year, and they want to show him that they are there for him. They will go all out. They will be there and are worthy of hanging on to their job till next year. Franchise-wise, not a lot of incentive to go out there and try to beat New Orleans, but there's too many guys on the field that do indeed have something to play for to lead me to believe anything other than you are going to get with the exception of some of the injured guys, all right? Like Brian Burns got listed today, Friday as questionable for the game. 
based on some folks I've talked to, I think there is a chance that he could play on Sunday more along the lines of if this was for a playoff spot, Brian Burns would be playing this weekend, but because of the fact that it is not, there's no sense in risking a long-term injury to the best pass rusher you have on this team to really accomplish nothing. So, you know, everybody's got their incentives, their pros and cons, but I, I, I suspect, as I do believe it is a rivalry, you are going to see two teams go out and try to beat each other on Sunday. So if you're Brian Burns, I mean, even if it's like maybe, you know, you got a hangnail or something, you're not playing Sunday, and I don't have a problem with that. Um, he's playing for his future, whether it's here or somewhere else, and I know that's kind of a joke, but not necessarily. He People wanted him last year. Next year, depending on the new coach, and also, maybe he becomes part of a package to move up to get somebody else in a draft. It's a possibility. His best interest would be to get as healthy as he possibly can. Uh, I don't disagree, and that is why I think I, I think, and, and he's not alone. In fact, we can take a quick look up and down the injury list as it stands right now, getting ready for Week 18 on the injury list right now. Matt Ioannidis is on there with the back. He did not practice at all this week, listed as questionable for Sunday. Uh, we did see Stephen Sullivan and Chandler Wooten both practice in full earlier this morning. Uh, Brian Burns is on there listed as questionable with the DNP today with that ankle injury and Deontay Foreman with a knee issue that didn't seem to bother him until today. He was limited at practice today, mostly non-contact stuff and is listed questionable as well. Foreman, I'm a little bit more interested. I think you're more likely to see Deontay Foreman play because Deontay had a good enough year that I think he's going to be angling for probably a, eight, nine, ten million dollar contract next year, but he's gonna want to go out on a high note in order to to sway it, whether it's from Carolina or somewhere else. But uh a guy like Brian Burns, as I mentioned all year long, especially when we went back to trade time when I was telling you guys McCaffrey was on his way out and none of y'all believed me. Brian Burns is a part of the core of the franchise for whatever coach is next. There is zero sense for Carolina to risk a full injury with him. So I suspect Burns sits, Foreman plays, maybe he's in a limited role, and Chuba Hubbard gets the majority of the touches out of the backfield. But that is what I think you'll you'll end up seeing lined up most of the time. Yeah, I can see that. Plus, throw in some blacks here, maybe get him uh, a bunch more carries. In the end, this is more – do you want to win the game? If you're a competitor, of course you want to win the game. But this is showcasing what you can do for – it's like almost like a job interview to a certain degree. Because, yeah, you got the rest of the film from from the year, but how do you finish? That's what it comes down to. How do you finish? Yeah, and, and I think it's a uh, – I think it's a very fair question, and I think it is absolutely a question – that the Panthers will have to answer this Sunday afternoon down in New Orleans when they take on the New Orleans Saints.